The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Let's go! Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, one-on-one showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Thursday, January 19th, 2023. Listeners, please welcome fan favorite adult star, Big Trey. Welcome to the show, Big Trey. What up, though? What up, though? It's the Detroit bad boy in the building. What's going on, man? Uh, this this interview has been a long time coming. We've uh, we've been in touch, sort of talking about this for a moment. Unfortunately, it started off when I was in the middle of a hiatus from doing interviews, and you. It was also when you had a different Twitter account. Uh, yeah, before I got hijacked. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out to the haters. But yeah. I'm so glad that we're finally getting a chance to do this. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yes. So before I start with anything, because you should like to start off asking questions um, specifically uh-huh. about you and that sort of thing, I got to talk about something yeah. else because it was AVN Awards Week recently, the big convention, the big award yeah. show. Talk to yeah. me about that. What was that experience like for you this year? Um, it was it was awesome actually. Um, I, I actually I loved it. Um, uh, because my first AVN was the uh, 2020 right before COVID hit, and so this year was my second AVN. But it's after two year hiatus of not having AVNs. So for the fact that I actually had been to one that used to be at the Hard Rock, and then now been to the new one that they're doing at Resorts World, now I got to see the two different AVNs. Um, I really liked it, man. I felt like it was definitely a step up because um, the Resorts World is like the newest uh, casino out here in Vegas. I live in Vegas as well, too. So I already knew, you know, we were going to have a nice time, a nice place with plenty of space as well, too. Um, I wasn't sure exactly how they was going to put it together, um, if it was going to be as much fun as we had at the Hard Rock or not. But uh, AVN did a great job of putting everything together, and uh, it was awesome, man. I enjoyed meeting the fans this time around um, because my first AVN, I concentrated more on shooting a lot of content, just trying to network and shoot with a lot of people. So this time around, me being four years in the industry, I wanted to take time and meet the fans and work the booth and things of that nature this time. So I didn't concentrate on shooting content and all of that this time around. All right. It's nice. It's nice that you got both of the experiences, the one where you're shooting a lot of content, because, I mean, let's be real. A lot of people do use that time, whether it's AVN or Exotica or any of the other conventions, they do use that time to shoot a lot of content. But it's great that you got to actually walk the floor, be at a booth, meet the peoples, you know, the people that are there supporting you and buying your product. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I mean, I shot, like, one content trade, but we shot that uh, the last day. The, the, matter of fact, the morning after the awards. So um, it didn't get in, in the way of me uh, talking to the fans or walking the floor or anything. So I, I, did, I did that strategically this time. I wanted to do that on purpose. That's what's up. Awesome, man. Okay, so let's get into it. Let's start off with some of your physical stats. What's your height and weight? Oh, man, I'm 6'2". I think the last time I weighed up, I was like high 250s, like 258, somewhere in there. 
What's your ethnic it fluctuates. background? It fluctuates. I'm African American, black, whatever they want to call it. I'm, I'm Detroiter, Detroit, Michiganer. In. <laughs> I like it. But I live in Vegas now. I live in Vegas now. What's your zodiac sign? I'm a Virgo. Nine ten, baby. The day before nine eleven. And how old are you? I am forty two, and proud of it. All right, so let's get to know a little bit about the man behind the performer. Where, well, actually, you kind of answered. I mean, where are you originally from? What was life like growing up for you, Big Trey? Um, I, man, I grew up in Detroit, man. Uh, you know, hard, you know, all the nicknames we got, Motor City, uh, the Bad Boy, Piston Era, the Fab Five. Uh, it was fun, but it was dangerous as well, too, man. It was crazy because... I'm born in 1980, so I grew up in Detroit in the 80s, in the crack era, in the 90s, you know, the early 2000s, all of that. So um, it was it was wild, man. But at the same time, that was all we knew, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, we didn't live anywhere else. So I thought the whole world was like Detroit a little bit sometimes. But um, it was interesting, man. I mean, I got so many stories of growing up in Detroit. I got good ones, bad ones, all of the above, man. Um, don't try, not trying to sound like a broken record, you know, everybody just give you from the hood story and all of that shit, man. I was just say I'm from Detroit, man, and that speaks for itself. Everybody knows about Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, yeah. So tell me a bit about, you know, your life prior to entering the business. What was going down just before you decided to venture into the world of adult? Oh, shit, man. Um, mostly sports. Uh, did a little bit of everything. You know what I'm saying? I, I stepped into the street life for a little bit as well, too. Like I said, I'm from Detroit, so, it, uh, you know, that kind of black cloud just homes over the city. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I grew up in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s in Detroit as well, too, which was, you know, some of the height of, you know, when Detroit was the murder capital and shit. So it's kind of hard not to get into the street life, but I also was head over heels in love with sports at the same time, and I played four sports. So my whole life was, you know, athletics and shit like that. So um, once I figured out I wasn't playing pro football or basketball, then I got into um, lifting, you know, because I, I worked out all the time anyways just from sports. And one day my dad was like, man, you work out all the time. Why don't you just get paid for it? You know what I'm saying? Or get paid for teaching other people to work out. So I went back to school, paid my way through school, took up personal training, nutrition, all of that, and I turned that into a 20-year career of a personal training. That's what's up, man. Props. Yeah, I mean, yeah, clearly, yeah. I mean, I, think, was, I feel like it's obvious. Was, yeah, that was just my main job was personal training, but I had a lot of other jobs, too. I was doing uh, security for celebrities and clubs. Um, I did that for, like, 10 years. Um, I also bodybuilt for like 12 years. Um, I trained other bodybuilders, NFL players, uh, senior citizens, kids. And in 20 years, I trained a little bit of everything from kids to senior citizens to athletes, um, boot camps, all of this shit, uh, diet plans. I mean, that was my life every single day for a long time. I mean, shit, I met Prince Joshua in the gym. You know what I'm saying? As we get into that story later, how I got into porn, I mean, shit, I even met Prince Joshua in the gym. You know what I'm saying? So the gym was my life before porn. And, I mean, it's still part of my life now because, um, 
even though I'm not competing or eating that same strict diet I used to when I was competing in bodybuilding and shit, you know, I know I still need the gym to keep my body in some decent shape just to perform in what I do now. Exactly. And you got to keep it tight and right for the camera. Yeah, yeah, because I do mainstream first, you know what I'm saying? Like, I came into the industry right before OnlyFans and all that shit took off, so all I knew was mainstream first before anything else, before any content trades and all of that shit. Exactly. I was about to say, I feel like if anyone's ever seen your work, I mean, it's it's kind of a no-brainer to now know that you were a personal trainer, that you were a bodybuilder, hell, that you were, you were a, a bodyguard, I mean, just based off of your, your height and the physique. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and, and I mean, my body's not like what it used to be. I mean, some days I'm not going to lie, I wake up and be like, shit, man, I should get shredded like I used to, you know what I'm saying? And then some days I'm like, ah, fuck that shit, like, let me eat this pizza, you know, like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to be terrible, you know. But some days, man, I'm not going to lie, like, I'll be looking through, you know, my old Facebook pictures or some shit, see my old bodybuilding pics, and I'll be like, Damn, man, I don't want to be as big as I was then, because when I was bodybuilding, I was like 290, just straight muscle. So I was like, I don't want to be as big as I was then, but I love to be as shredded as I was then, just get my six-pack back like it used to be. So I don't know, man, I might go on one of my strict diets for a little bit just to get my six-pack back to where it used to be. All right, so let's talk about the transition into adults. So as you mentioned, you've been in the game now for four years. How did yeah, you get yeah. into the business? How did you get into the industry? You mentioned Prince Joshua. Shout out to Prince Joshua, who's always been incredibly Sir. supportive of me and the podcast. Uh, so share the story yeah. with me and with the listeners. So short version of the long story. Um, so I moved to Las Vegas from leaving the East Coast because after I was born and raised in Detroit, I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina for a while. And then I moved from there to Las Vegas. Well, when I moved to Las Vegas, I moved in with a roommate, and uh, one day I'm looking out the apartment window, and um, I see, you know, it's Vegas, it's like 100 and something degrees, and I see, I'm like, man, who the hell is this dude out here in Timberlands and shit, and it's like 112 degrees outside, and then I looked again, I was like, yo, and I said to my roommate, I was, ain't that the dude from the pornos, I was wearing the boots and shit, and he was like, oh yeah, he our neighbor and shit, he cool as fuck, I see him at the gas station all the time. I said, what the hell? So <laughs> I just laughed at it and shit went on about my day. So about a week later, working out in the apartment gym, in the apartment complex we stayed at, had like an immaculate, really nice gym. So um, if I didn't go to the big, big gym some days, I would go to the apartment one. So I'm working out in there. There's no one in that motherfucker. All of a sudden, after I'm in there for like 15 minutes, him and his wife walks in and shit. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's dude. You know what I'm saying? But he don't have the Timberlands on the shit when he come in the gym. He got his gym shoes on. So <laughs> he walks in and shit. He just gets, you know, the neighborly nod, you know. And then, you know, throughout the workout, with only three people in the gym, you know, you get that small neighborly conversation going on. Well, I don't say anything about, like, I know who he is from porn or none of that shit. You know, we just have a small neighborly conversation. So I think it was, like, the fourth time that I came in the gym and we ran into each other. Um, we, we, he brought it up and I was like, man, dude, I've been, I've been to who you was, bro. I just didn't say shit, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, man, damn, that's what's up, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't come off as like no fan type nigga or nothing. And I was like, nah, bro, like I've been doing security for celebs for years and shit, man. Like I ain't gonna never come off like that. 
So we got to chit-chatting, and then he sort of just threw it out there and was like, man, you know, you ever thought about being in the industry? And I'm like, shit, every man had thought about that shit, you know what I'm saying? And so he was uh, he was like, man, take my number down, man. We're going to talk, you know what I'm saying? So we talked about it, and um, I went ahead. The rest is history. You know, he brought me in the game, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, we were neighbors first and got to know each other's neighbors. So we got cool first before he brought me in. That's what's up. Now, that's one of those once-in-a-lifetime type of stories. You know what I'm saying? Like, that yeah, isn't the yeah. typical uh, story. So that's, I mean, that's that's a special story. Because I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't chase porn. Like, I moved to Las Vegas to continue my fitness career. You know what I'm saying? That was what was on my mind when I moved out here. Like, I was already starting to build clients. I had, got, I had like, up to, I think maybe, I didn't have a lot. I had maybe seven clients already. Like, I was, you know, getting on the grind. It was a new city for me, so I knew I had to, build up clientele so my mind was nowhere near looking for porn even when i met him and shit i still wasn't thinking about porn you know what i'm saying i was like my i got a daughter and shit bro i ain't doing that shit you know what i'm saying so it still didn't come at me but then when he offered it to me and i called my brother up and i called my daughter's mother up and, shit, and they both were supportive about it i was like all right maybe i try it i try one movie if i don't like this shit i'll quit and man, I did one movie and fuck. After that, I was like, "When the next one?" So you got bit by the porn bug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I've always been a, a porn fan. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'll be lying if I said I was one of those dudes that didn't ever think about wanting to be in porn. Yeah, hell yeah, I thought about you know sex and fucking and shit. And, you know, I'm one of those dudes that was like, "Man, that's gotta be the greatest job in the world, man. These motherfuckers get paid for fucking and da 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 this and that." You know, I used to be one of those who used to say that shit as well, too. But, uh, no, nah, it's just, it's funny how, how it happens sometimes. Everybody's story is different. Absolutely, yeah, 100%. Trust me, I've been interviewing people for a moment, and uh, everyone has an incredibly unique story. Uh, you know, it could be just as simple as responding to an ad, or as you, you know, as it happened to you, you know, running into the right person at the right mm -hmm. time. So let's talk about your name in the industry. Let's talk about the name that you picked as a performer. I feel like, yeah. you know, everyone needs the right name. How did you come yeah. up with your name? Real simple. Number one, I'm a big dude. Um, not pat myself on the back, but I got a big dick. That's, at least that's what the ladies tell me. <laughs> And then Trey, because I'm a third. Uh, I've only had one friend ever call me Trey. Um, so I kind of stuck with almost my real name, my real nickname and shit, just mixed it up, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I've been called. So that, that's all. That's how my, my name came. I didn't want to do no corny shit like Long Dong and bullshit <laughs> like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted it to be something close to my real name or, or just or, or a strong name, you know, so... That's what I went with. Nice. And it works, clearly. I mean, you know, for being a big dude, I mean, it's it's short, simple, and straight to the point. Yeah, and it's an easy name to remember. So even when I go, or just girls in the industry, it's easy It's easy for them to remember my name. Like, Trey, Trey. You know, most of them don't even go, Big Trey, just Trey. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's like with girls, it's hard for us to remember some of the girls' names sometimes because a lot of them got similar names and shit or... A name real long, <laughs> so. And let's be real, there are so many of them. Yeah. And new ones yeah, popping exactly. up every week. 
Exactly. There's not a lot of dudes in the industry. It's very hard for dudes to get in the industry. I tell guys that shit all the time. Like, bro, it's going to be hard if you get in the industry. I, even if I wanted to slide you in this shit, it'd be hard for you to slide you in this shit. I tell them all the time, you're better off starting off as a content creator first and shit nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's hard to come in as a guy like, I got lucky. And the, but the crazy shit was I wasn't even looking for it. Like, I can imagine the guys just looking to try to get in this shit and really want to get in it and don't have that same type of luck that I did, you know? Very true, yeah. So let's go back in time. Let's go back four years ago. Let's talk about the first time you were on set. What was that experience like for you? What was going on in your mind as someone, you know, who had watched? What was that first experience like? It was more like the the uh, the ride there was more nerve wracking than once I got there, um, because everything is going through my mind on the plane ride there. Um, did I take a plane or a bus? I think I took the plane. Yeah, I, I flew into L.A. from Vegas, um, Uber to the uh, to the uh, shoot house, and I got there first. Like that's how nervous I was too. I was there before the makeup lady and shit. So, because I'm coming out of the fitness world, I only know to be at everything early. So I get there before everybody and shit. But then after me sitting there nervous, not knowing how this shit about to go down, you know what I'm saying? I had, I had never even shot anything on my phone. Because like I said, at the, at the time when I came in the industry, OnlyFans and shit wasn't popping yet. You know what I'm saying? So um, it was mainstream or nothing. So I'm getting ready to shoot. And uh, I get lucky because my first scene was with Karma RX. And Karma shows up first, and she makes me feel super fucking comfortable. Like, she's singing a song, talking about, I get to take your porn virginity. But she's, like, singing it and shit. And uh, she sits, talks with me, watches ESPN with me for, like, 30 minutes and shit. Then the makeup lady shows up, and they do the makeup and shit. And then uh, Prince Yashua and Slim Polk was also in the scene, too. So Prince shows up, who I already know because he's my, uh, my uh, mentor and my agent at the time. Uh, first time meeting Slim Pope, but I knew of Slim, you know, just from being a, uh, a, you know, a fan of porn and shit. So I was already like, shit, I got, I got to bring it. Like I got two motherfuckers in this scene where I got to fucking bring it. And uh, luckily, my very first scene like went very fucking well. Like the director even said, you know, uh, which I think it was one of uh, Jim, uh, Jim what's his name's last scenes at Dog Fart. And uh, he even gave me, like, a nine for that scene. He was like, for this being your first scene, bro, I'll give you a fucking nine. He was like, so I nailed it. Like, my very first scene was one of my best scenes um, of my career as well, too. Um, I've had ups and downs, but, you know, that comes with any new job anywhere. I don't give a fuck if you're a, a professional athlete, um, a professional truck driver, whatever the fuck it is. There's going to be ups and downs in your first couple of years of your job. Let's talk about scenes in general. What do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes? The fucking. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking. Um, that's what I enjoy the most, man. The, uh, the camaraderie between you and the girl, or the chemistry between you and the girl. Um, especially if there is chemistry. Sometimes you have to just perform and there's no chemistry there. But when there's chemistry there, it makes it fucking even better. Um, if it's a good crew or a crew you work with a lot, that makes it a good day. Uh, like when I worked for, say, for instance, like when I worked for Kink, um, 
that's always a great day. I love working for that company. The crew is great. Um, so it makes it a great day almost every time that we shoot. Um, so it, it's, it's different shit, but I mean, you have shit that you hate, like paperwork, uh, <laughs> waiting around the, a long, a long time. Um, but it, I mean, it can be worse. It can, it can be worse. I've had way worse jobs, dude. So I don't fucking complain. Like actually I'll take all of the shit oh, uh, over other jobs I've had in my fucking past for real. <laughs> we'll be talking about kink a little bit later because I want to get into into that with you a little bit more. But to continue on sort of talking about scenes and being on set and that kind of thing, for <clears throat> you personally, what turns you on the most and what turns you off the most when you're on set? Ooh, biggest turn off would probably be a smelly female. Um, that's probably number one. Smelly female or, uh, and, I would say and, not or, but and, um, a female that just doesn't realize the situation sometimes because as a male performer, you realize you're in a situation where emotions are going to be used. Um, you, you create a sex scene, so you want to create a nice um, energy in the room. You know what I'm saying? Um, I shot with girls sometimes just, and it's usually a newcomer, like the veteran chicks. I've never ever had a bad shoot with a veteran chick ever. It's usually some new chick that uh, you know thinks she's God's gift to everything and shit, and uh, she might be a bitch on set that day. So that's the only thing, man. Just it's basically bring good energy because it's not like we got the hardest job on the planet, anything like that. You know what I'm saying? So just bring good energy. Um, now, turn-ons, oh, shit. Um, a female that knows what she's doing, you know what I'm saying? Um, when we're shooting a scene, I, you definitely don't want to have to coach a chick. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, teeth, teeth, or uh, hike this up, move this that way all the time. You know what I'm saying? Because that could kind of fuck up the scene. Um, I haven't had a lot of shit happens to where I haven't been turned to. Like, I've been lucky to get booked with a lot of great women. Um, I think I've only had maybe one scene where a chick was a bitch. I'm not even going to point her out and give her that shine either. But uh, for the most part in these four years, man, I've been pretty fucking lucky. I've been pretty fucking lucky. Um, especially even with the girls I shot content with, I've been pretty fucking lucky on that point, too. Um... You know, I think I've only had maybe not even a handful of females that I would say I wouldn't call back anymore to shoot with. You know what I'm saying? Very, maybe three, that's about it. Oh, that's good. I mean, that, that's, I would say that's probably not the, the norm, maybe, for some guys. Uh, you know, you always yeah. run into someone that's having a bad day or, or just might not be that nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know and, and, I, and I, I think because I'm older, I <laughs> also look at the fact that not everybody's going to like you because like, I think one thing, one, one thing that I've noticed about younger performers is uh, they get more caught in their feelings because, you know, no one ever wants to realize that, okay, somebody doesn't like you or something like that. But every person on this planet has people that don't like that, like them and people that love them. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it is what it is. That's what makes everybody different. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, somebody that's 
a uppity type of person might not like me because I'm more of a laid back dude as you know, throw his ball cap on, gym shoes, some sweatpants, I'm from the hood, whatever, and chill and listen to my hip hop. They might not like that. You know what I'm saying? So you have to get out of your mind thinking that everybody's going to love you. Every chick's going to want to shoot with you. You're not going to turn every female on. Just like I turn down certain females that might hit me up wanting to shoot with me, and I have the right to say, no, I don't want to shoot with you. You're not my type. The female has the same right, too. You can't get caught up in your feelings and shit and, you know, air it out on Twitter and all that bullshit. I think something that's really fascinating about you that, that I think the listeners can sort, of, uh, can sort of get some hope for them if they are interested in joining the industry at an older age is that, you know, age is nothing but a number. Like, you got into the oh, industry definitely. a little bit later in the game than some of the other performers that sort of jump in fresh in their early 20s. You're really yeah. a testament to show that it doesn't matter how old you are, as long as you've got the will, the stamina, the ambition, you can make it happen. Yeah, because oh yeah. I'm 42 now, but I came in the industry uh, in my late 30s. Um, but also because I've always been fit as well, too. Like I said, when Prince found me, like I was still on that competition, fitness model mindset. So I was still fitness model magazine ready shit when he met me, you know what I'm saying? And then when he figured out I was a cool-ass motherfucker and I was a real-ass motherfucker, he was like, damn, I really got to fuck with this dude, you know what I'm saying? So then we just became chill, like, you know. Then he asked me about being in porn after that, you know what I'm saying? So it was, you know, steps to it. Um, that's what I kind of like, too. It wasn't like he just came at me like, hey, man, you, you, look, de- you look decent, man. You look good. Hey, you want to be in porn? Like, it, it didn't, he didn't come at me like that. Like, we actually got to know each other first and shit. It was, you know, homies first, and then he threw it at me, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't ask him either, like, hey, you hook me up with porn and shit like that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we really became homies first, and like, we still cool to this day. Like, I just seen him yesterday. And another thing that I want to mention is uh, also the mindset. You know, the mindset of someone coming in in their late 30s is very different. Oh, that's the whole thing, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's, that's more of porn than even the physical. That's why you can see a, a, a chubby dude uh, come in and uh, perform well as a performer because it's all in the mind, dude. Like, to keep that dick hard, it's in the mind. Like, that's what I had to learn, too. That's why I was sort of saying earlier um, in the interview about um, ups and downs and having to take the time to learn my craft and uh, see what works best for me because, like, when I first came in the industry, I'm coming in under nothing but legends and veterans. Like like I said, Prince brought me in the industry, so then Prince is also introducing me to everybody that's been in the industry with him. Like, he's introducing me to Manuel. He's introducing me to Mr. Marcus. He's introducing me to Isaiah Maxwell, who became also one of my mentors. Um, he's introducing me to Richard Manns. Uh, um, Lex Steele, like, I'm meeting all the OGs of the game and shit through him, so I'm not even really hanging with any of the young crowd anyways, like, I kind of was on a, on a little bit because I was also hanging with some of the talent that was coming in the same year with me, because you get to know the same, especially when it comes to male talents, because there's very few of us, so you get to know what other male talents are coming in the same year with you, but uh, most of them dudes were around the same age as me too and shit, you know what I'm saying, like, shout out to my dog Scotty P., like, Scotty P., like, right behind me in age as well, too. And we came in the industry the same year. Um, and me and him are still close to this day. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna see Scotty tomorrow. Um, so that's that's my dog still as well too. So I, I've keeping close to pretty much all the people that I've uh, came in the game with. Um, so that I think that's definitely helped me out. Definitely helped me out. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and just to add on to that too, um, I I listened to all the tips that all of those OGs that I named earlier gave me as well too. Uh, but the only thing was what I had to figure out, like, I would just try everything that they were telling me, like, as far as preparing for a scene. And I kept, and sometimes I would fuck up and maybe bomb a scene and shit because I'm trying something I need to be trying. You know what I'm saying? So once I just sat down, figured it out, took a little piece of everything from all of the dudes that I learned from and then just put it in my own, my own little pot of gumbo and shit and just meshed it to what I need to do, that's when I finally took off as a performer. You know what I'm saying? That's when I finally found my zone and my lane. And um, and I think that's when things have changed and shit. And I just really just been on my grind just trying to let all the companies know, like, hey, I'm back, I'm on my shit, you know what I'm saying? Let's get it, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, just like I said, any job, like, you know, you see guys come out and have a hell of a rookie year. Like, I had a hell of a rookie year. My first rookie year was fucking bananas. Like, Prince was having me book, like, four times a week, damn near. Uh, all sorts of dog fart, uh, black raws and everything, you know what I'm saying? And then COVID hit, you know what I'm saying? So that slowed down my sophomore year and shit like that, you know? So I didn't get to have that come back around year after AVN because after having two nominations and shit to AVN, I didn't get to come back with another year like that because we couldn't shoot, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't get to ride the wave of my AVN nominations like, you know, other people get to. Which is unfortunate, but yeah. I have been seeing you popping up everywhere, slowly but surely. Yeah, so definitely, I, so I, I feel like man. the vibe I'm back is on that coming. Grind now, and I, I think the other companies are taking notice, too, and that's where why things are starting to take off as well, too. Absolutely. All right, so let's get back to uh, talking about scenes. In a scene, yeah, yeah. what's your favorite position to perform for the camera? Oh, shit, for the camera, knowing that the fans are watching. Is it for, like, my personal fans or just, like, fans in general? Yeah, you I know what, if it's a different fans, answer, like, both. Okay, I'm about to say, because, like, I know my fans or my only fans love to see, like, missionary like i'm me doing miss you know what i'm saying especially when i when i lay all the way down on the girl um and shit like that um but my favorite personal position to do on camera um shit it's got to be it's got to be either doggy or i mean it looks beautiful when a girl with a nice ass is riding you too how would you describe your fuck style I would say, I would say almost like, like how Kobe Bryant played basketball, like the Black Mamba. Like I feel like I can fit into any type of scene because I feel like my look, I can play a scene with all the young dudes as well too, um, especially when my hair is cut and shit. <laughs> I could also play a dilf. Um, I could also play the rough scenes, and I also could play the romantic scenes, like the new scene that me and Violet Starr has out with uh, with New Sensations. 
um, or the scene that me and Ashton Peach has out with New Sensation. So I feel like I, I can fit in at whatever style we're trying to go. Like, I sort of felt like that's how the Black Mamba was. Like, Kobe, can he can outshoot you if you wanted to shoot. He can take it to the hole if you want to take it to the hole. He can, he can kill you with the short-range game. Then he can play defense as well, too. So I feel like I got, the, I got an all-around game. I, all I need is just to know what they need out of me for the scene. And I think that also comes because I took drama in high school and in college as well, too. Like I said, man, once I, once I figured out to leave the streets alone, you know, I got busy. I, I knew I had to stay busy for me to leave the streets alone. So not only did I do all four sports, I also fucking did drama as well, too. And so it's sort of coming back to helping this porn shit as well, too. So far... Who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? Not necessarily looking for like a top ten list or anything, just you know in okay, general. Okay, good, good. Sometimes people ask that when I'm like, ah, I plead the fifth. You ain't gonna get me in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> if any of them are listening, this is not ranked. Nah, nah, nah. And, and it's a long fucking list too, man. Cause I know I, I made one one time on my Instagram and I left one person out and she's like commented under it, and I was like, ah, oh, shit, I knew I was going to forget some fucking body. So, I, I know I'm going to forget somebody, y'all. If I forget you, I'm sorry. I'm fucking sorry, but I can't do a long list. I'm just going off the top of my dome real quick. Um, not no numeric number, none of that shit. Just uh, going off the top of my head, just the people I can think of. Um, I'm going to start off with saying Jennifer White. Because Jennifer White was more than just uh, one of my favorite performers to work with. She was also a mentor for me as well, too. Uh, Jennifer has taught me how to become a better performer. How to? She taught me the paperwork game when it came to the content trade stuff and everything. So I always loved Jennifer. Even when I walked the red carpet with her back in um, – 2020 at the AVN uh, pre-nominations party, like, I remember a, uh, a photographer was asking me to get out the way so they could get just pictures of Jennifer, and she said, no, I'm walking the red carpet with Big Trey, so you're taking pictures of me and Big Trey, and I was like, oh, shit, you know what I'm saying, because I knew she didn't have to do that, like, I was just one year in the game, you know what I'm saying, she didn't have to show me love like that, you know what I'm saying, but she did, so I always love that woman, I, any, anytime somebody asks me a question similar to that, I always start with her, but that's because of why I always start with her, because it was more than just sex in the performance part, like, she really took time to teach me shit, you know what I'm saying, and take me under her wing, and we ended up shooting, like, 10 different content trays together and shit, you know what I'm saying, so I always love Jennifer, Jennifer, if you're listening, love you, mama, mwah, <laughs> so I had to start with Jennifer. Um, also, uh, D. Williams, Siren Demir, uh, those two have also been good mentors to me as well, too. I love working with them. Um, Rebel Ryder, love working with her, because uh, Rebel is so nasty, man. I fucking love it. Like, it's so much fun working with Rebel Ryder, because Rebel just does everything, and she's so submissive, and it's just so fucking fun, just fucking all her hoes. Um, uh, 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 shit, Luna Star. Uh, I, had to, I had to get my brain back right after uh, remembering about Rebel Riders holes and shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jackie Hoff. Um, uh, man, there's so many, dude. Fuck, it's too it's so many. Uh, Katie Cush, that's my dog. I love Katie Cush. Love working with Katie Cush. I think me and her make a lot of fire together. I think we need to get booked more together as well, too. Um, Ashlyn Peaks. Dude, if I forgot Ashlyn, she would fucking kill me. 
Ashley, you know I'm not forgetting you, mama. I love you. Your fucking pretty ass. I can't wait to see you again. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Um, um, shit, there's so many, man. Adriana Chekic. I love Adriana Chekic. She was the first woman to ever squirt over my shoulder. I will never, ever fucking forget that. I was fucking her in the ass, and she squirted over my shoulder. That shit was fucking amazing. Also, another squirter I love, Skylar Snow. I fucking love Skylar Snow. Oh, my God, I love working with that woman. She is so fucking awesome. Always great energy. Every single one of the scenes me and her have made together have all been fire. All been fucking fire. I love working with Skylar Snow. I can't say that shit enough. Um... Who else, who else, who else, who else, who else am I missing? Um, shit. Uh, April Olsen. April Olsen is very dope to work with. Um, Violet Star. Violet Star was fucking amazing. Um, Victoria Vox, who I just worked with for the first time yesterday. Victoria Vox. Oh, my fucking God. She is fucking amazing. That girl can do some things. Holy shit, that girl. If y'all have never seen a Victoria Vox scene, please go watch Victoria Vox. She's fucking amazing. I, I must work with her again. It's got to happen. Um, shit, it's Lindsay Ryder. Lindsay Ryder, my Detroit homegirl. Lindsay, I fucking love you. Kenzie Taylor, another one of my Michigan homies. I fucking love you. Love working with Kenzie. Kenzie is fucking amazing. Um, Adrena Winters from the UK. I love Adrena. We we finally just shot Anal for the first time um, during X-Biz weekend. Uh, that shit is going to be fire. I'll probably drop that next next month or some shit like that. Uh, fuck, man. I, I know I'm missing something. Somebody's going to fucking kill me. Mistress Delicious. Um, um, fuck, fuck. Come on, man. Come on, Trey. You got this. You can remember all of them. Um, my girl, Miss Body, Instagram model. Yes, I worked with Miss Body. Uh, I would love to work with Miss Body again. She's a beautiful woman out of Canada. Um, she's not a, a mainstream porn star or anything like that. She just content creates and she's a model. Um, but she's fucking amazing and gives fucking great head. Oh, my God. Um, shit, man. It's some more that I'm forgetting, dude. But, uh... Right now, I think I'll, I'll roll with that, that short list. <laughs> I like it. Now, this Anybody is going to be an interesting... I forgot, I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Definitely put that out there. Now, this oh, is... shit. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Brenna Sparks. I love working with Brenna Sparks, too. Let me forget Brenna Sparks. Can't forget my Las Vegas ladies. All right. So, this might be an interesting list as well. This is going to be a list that I'm calling... Uh, that I'm going to at least uh, give the, the nickname of manifestation you know manifestation for 2023 and beyond who okay, have you so not like worked with? I want to work with exactly who haven't you worked with that you would love to do a scene with oh man definitely uh i'm gonna start with number one. Ooh, it's like it's like i gotta go with kendra lust number one because she's from detroit and i would love to be like some detroit style content Especially if, like, me, her, and Lindsay Ryder could do, like, a threesome in, like, our Detroit Lions jerseys or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, Kelsey Monroe. I was always a huge fan of hers even before I was ever in the industry. 
I would love to work with Kelsey Monroe. Her booty is like hypnotizing and shit. And she just looks like she has like the greatest sex energy. Um, Kiki Clout, I would love to work with Kiki Clout. Um, she looks like she has great sex energy as well, too. Um, oh, oh, Stephanie Love, new girl Stephanie Love, fucking hot. I met her at AVN amazing body, amazing energy, such a pretty girl. Oh, my God, I must work with her. I have to work with her. And also, um, Alexa Payne, my teammate at one-on-one. Oh, my fucking God, Alexa Payne is so fucking gorgeous and sexy. I must work with her ASAP. <laughs> I like it. Very good list. Now, this is a different list. You've kind of mentioned a couple of different names, but I, I want to pick your brain just to see if maybe there are other people that might be on the list. Who are some of the people in the industry that you look up to that inspire you to be the performer that you are today? Oh, shit, man. I mean, it start with my big dog, my big brother, Prince Joshua. You know what I'm saying? Um, I definitely have taken a lot from him as far as... Uh, how I perform as well, too. Um, I haven't still stolen all his techniques at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to steal his flip. <laughs> but, uh, no, I do my own little shit as well, too, my own little things here and there. Um, but definitely Prince, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, Rico was also like a brother to me, Rico Strong. Um, I've taken a little bit of shit talking from Rico. Sometimes I like to talk shit in scenes. Um which I, I kind of stole from Rico and, like, uh, Wesley Pipes and shit. Um, I, I sort of took a little gumbo from a lot of people, man. Isaiah, Maxwell as well, too. Um, Manuel Ferreira. Um, a lot of the OGs, man. Uh, even, like, when I played sports, like, when I played football, I played linebacker, so I always looked up to the greatest ones, like the Ray Lewis's and the uh, um, uh, Dick Buckets and shit like that. So even when it comes to porn, you know, I would do the same thing. Like, I'm trying to take notes from the greats, like the Prince Joshua's, the Manuel's and shit like that. So that's how I kind of look at it. And I just take little pieces of each and ball it up into my own Dumbo. I like it. Are there any performers, and I'm asking this specifically because you've mentioned that you were a fan of the industry before you joined it, are there any performers that you've met that you've not necessarily fanned out on? Because as you mentioned, you know, you've uh, been, you've done work where you've been around celebrities, so you don't necessarily fan out when you see a celebrity, but, but are there any performers that you've met that in the back of your mind, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you know, I just met this person, or I can't believe I'm friends with this person? Um, I can't say I had that type of um, reaction, and probably because, I mean, I've done security for everybody from, like, Pete Diddy to fucking Kevin Hart and Meek Mill and shit like that, um, but I think it's because of, um, I think, well, to answer that, I think the person was Luna Star. Um, before I came into porn, like, Luna was my favorite. Like, I thought she was the sexiest porn star ever and shit, you know what I'm saying? I mean, which I still think that to this day. Um, so, when I first met her, like, I, of course I told Prince that shit one day. I was like, man, if I ever got to work with Luna Star, dude, like, she is so gorgeous, dude, so bad. And my, 
I think I was only three months in the industry, and Prince was hosting the XRCO Awards with Sophie D. And so, of course, you know, them two being the host, they got a special VIP section for people in their party. So, of course, I'm with Prince and his party. So as I'm standing there in the VIP with Prince, you know, he he just he all of a sudden like grabs me like puts both his hands on my shoulders and shit, right? Like almost like when you're making sure a person don't turn around because you got like a surprise for them. So he's like, hey, look, hey, look, I want to introduce you to somebody. But he's holding me while he's saying it. So he's like, he's almost making sure I don't turn my head and look to see who come in and no shit like that. And all of a sudden, I get a tap on my back. And I turn around. And he, and at this time, hold on before I finish. At this time, he had already told me, like, she had like, made a little call. Like, you know, she was asking a little question, like, who this new guy you got? So I turn around, and boom, it's Luna right there. And I was like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and he makes the proper introduction, like, Luna, this is my new, my new guy, Trey, by his blood everything. So we get to kicking it. And I still got, like, a little Instagram video me and her did. But uh, it wasn't like, you know, oh, my God, I'm such a huge fan. Was like, nah, but it was more of like, holy shit, like, it's really hurt. You know what I'm saying? And then we exchanged numbers and shit, and then we shot content uh, a couple months later and shit. So, I mean, it's actually, I think it was a year later. It took some time because her schedule was always busy, so it was it took some time to get on her schedule. Very nice. I like that story. Very yeah, cool. It was crazy. Like, one day she called me out the blue. Like, I was just sitting at, I was I was living in L.A. at the time. Cause I lived in L.A. for two, my first two years of the industry. And, um... It was, and my phone was just running. I was like, oh, shit, it's Luna. And I picked it up, and she was like, what you? What are you doing? And I was like, nothing. She was like, you want to shoot content? You test it? And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. She was like, all right, meet me today at, like, 4 o'clock. And I'm like, bet. <laughs> now that's so, what's yeah, up. That was, that, that was the one for me. That was the one for me. Cause I was, I was a, uh, a huge fan of hers before I was even in the industry, so... Uh, to shoot content with her was like a dream come true. Don't tell her I told you that, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I'll keep it, you know, just between the two of us and anybody that's listening. <laughs> nah, I'm cool. I'm cool. With it. I'm just talking shit. Are there any misconceptions or myths about porn stars that you would like to dispel? Shit. Uh, do we have another hour? Right. <laughs> oh, Fuck, man. Um, people thinking that all we do is fuck all day, every day. That That is something we do not fucking do. Um, people thinking that we just are these... I mean, we kind of are sex machines. Like, it's a difference between porn stars and, and, and regular people. Like, just like it's a difference between professional athletes and regular people. Um... I've learned that from having sex with regular people since I've been in porn, and it's just not the same. There's levels to this shit. But uh, just the, the thing, the, for them to think like all of us are rich or we're just having this nonstop sex party orgies all the time every single day, it's like, no, it's not like that. Like We might be promoting that same party like 18 times in one day on Twitter, but don't think that shit is happening every day. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, it is a fun job. Um, but just like any job, it has just days where sometimes I'm like, man, fuck this shit. I'm about to quit, dude. And there's days where I have to pinch myself, and I'm like, damn, this is really my job. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's got its ups and downs, too. I just hope people don't always think, like, every day we wake up is rosy posy. Like, yes, I love my job. I love what I get to do for a living. Um, and, I mean, pretty much it's, like, it's the greatest retirement job I could ever fucking have. But, um, I mean, it has its times, man, where it wears on you. You know what I'm saying? You have to take breaks from this porn shit. You can't be on this shit all day. I mean, I'm sure y'all notice, like, I don't be on Twitter all day, every day. Because I do my own Twitter, I do all my own social media, all my OnlyFans and shit myself. So I don't have a team running all my shit, so I do my shit myself. So sometimes I need a break, you know. I might take a couple of days away from it, or I might just do only retweets, you know, for one day and shit like that, and then get my mind back right, dude. Because it's like at the same time, not only you have to use your mind for all the promo and the social media shit, then you also have to use your mind to perform and all of that, too. So you have to give your mind a break on some of that shit, man, and just sit down and watch a movie or something sometimes. All right. This is kind of in the same vein as what you were just discussing, but I'm making it its own question because I feel like it could be a different answer. Is there an aspect of the industry that you do not enjoy? <sighs> How much testing costs? the cost of talent testing and shit, especially for the fact that we have to go, like, every 14 days for it to be, like, two, almost two, pretty much $200 every 14 days. It's like, shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, can we bring the cost down some? Can you actually break that down? Because I feel like the listeners might not know exactly how much it costs. Well, talent testing is where we is what we do and what we all have to go through to make sure that we're clean to shoot, you know, making sure that we don't have any STDs or anything of that nature. Um, that's why we're able to have, you know, make sex scenes without wearing rubbers and shit like that because we're super tested. Um, our testing facilities that test us, um, it's only two different, uh, two different brands that we use because they get our test back in 24 hours, pretty much less than 24 hours, really. Uh, and so we, we stick to that, cutting-edge testing and talent testing services. Um, and it costs a lot. It costs a good grip. You know, it's like $200 every 14 days that you have to pay just to get tested. Like I said, it does come back in less than 24 hours, though. I don't know if that's what we're paying for or what it is, but... <laughs> it, I mean, it, 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 it adds up at the end of the month when you look at it and you're like, shit, I just spent all this on just testing. But if you're working a lot, I mean, I, I don't know, I guess it's, it's, it's pennies to, to a lot to some people. Now let's talk about being in the industry as a black man. As a black Ooh. man in the industry, as a performer, have you felt any racism, discrimination, or any microaggressions directed at you? <laughs> I mean, shit, how do I answer this one? I mean, when you look at it, to be honest, I mean, shit, the porn industry is kind of a racist industry without trying to be racist, though, if you, if you understand what I'm saying, if you understand where I'm going with it. It's like porn goes by what sells. You see what I'm saying? And what sells the most is interracial. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... Me being black, I get a lot of shit, like, from other black people saying, man, you don't never shoot with black girls, or, you know, and it's not it's not my choice. It's not me. I don't do the bookings. The companies do the bookings. You know what I'm saying? So the reason 
there isn't any black on black companies is because there's nobody buying black on black scenes. You see what I'm saying? People are buying black dudes on white chicks, white dudes on black chicks. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. That's what's selling. So that's how we get booked. It's not that we're racist or any shit like that or I only want to shoot with white girls and shit like that. It's just that's what the fuck sells, so that's how we get booked. You know, so a lot of times fans think it's like we can just choose who the fuck we want to damn shoot the scene with. It was not us choosing it. It's the company choosing who the fuck to book. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who I'm shooting with till almost the day before when I get the call sheet. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm shooting with her. That's what's up. Cool. Like, I, I don't get to choose who the fuck it is. So I think a lot of fans get to thinking that we just get to choose who we get to fuck. And that's only when we do content. That's pretty much it. Now, when it comes to content, you would notice on my content, I have black girls on my content. Yeah, you want to see black on black, you're going to have to go to my OnlyFans and my mini vids and shit. Now, let's shift away from some questions that I've been asking you in regards to the serious aspects of the industry, and let's talk about some of the stuff that you've been getting into recently. And you mentioned it earlier, so let's get into it. You've been doing a lot of work with kink.com. What has that experience been like for you? Uh, you know, you work, with, you work basically in the realm of fetishes in, on kink.com. So uh, have you been enjoying getting the chance to do some sort of fetish play, some, a little bit of BDSM? Were you into that stuff before you linked up with kink? Talk to me about everything um, kink.com. I mean, I've seen a lot of kink scenes before I ever worked with kink, um, even before I was even in the industry. So I kind of knew what I was getting myself into when I did my first scene with them. Um, it's pretty much all the scenes I've done with them have been uh, gangbangs. It's been like, you know, five dudes, one chick. But it's been different scenarios. Uh, sometimes we in the dungeon. Sometimes we're not. Uh, but I love working for King. King is pretty much like my favorite company to shoot for right now, definitely. Um, and I say that proudly. Uh, <laughs> uh, King has a, it has an atmosphere. Like when you get there, um, you know, our shooting is, is, is done. It's, it's not like at a regular shoot house. You know, like King has its own, its own um, – eight square acre land in Vegas and shit now, you know what I'm saying? Because they moved from San Francisco to Vegas. And I guess you call it a compound. Like, they've got their own compound and shit. And so when you get there, like, you already feel the energy in the realm of what's probably about to go down. And then I've always worked, get, I've always get to work with the fabulous Princess Donna. Uh, Princess Donna is my favorite fucking director to work with. Um, I just try my best to bring her vision to the screen of what she wants. Like she gets, she does a great job of letting us know what she wants in the scene, um, how rough she wants it. She talks it throughout, uh, throughout through, with the girl in front of us um, and makes sure that we understand what the girls' do's and don'ts are, um, how far we can push the limits, um, get secret code words ready for in case the girl needs to tap or needs a break. Um, there's always a great day on set. They always feed us, take good care of us. It's fun. The staff is funny. They, yeah, I mean, it's always just laid back in a good time, man. So I definitely love shooting there, working there. I'm very comfortable working with that whole crew. Um, very family atmosphere with that crew. 
Um, and I just, I, I love shooting for him, man. Like, I don't know how even, how any other way to say it. Like, I have fun with Kink. I love them. Kink loves me. Um, and, it, and we work well together. Very nice. I like it. And uh, another production that you uh, were in recently that was filmed by a legendary performer slash director, LT. Tell me about... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah tell, you yeah. know exactly what I'm talking about, so I'm just going to let you talk. Tell me about that production. Oh, uh, that, was, that, was, that was cool, man. I'm looking for that scene to probably win an award next year uh, because... It was released too late to be nominated for AVN this year, but it was with our brand new, new, new female performer of the year, Kiera Noir. Uh, it was the first time I got to work with Kiera, and um, it was fucking awesome, dude. Uh, I didn't even realize when we shot it that it was for her, uh, her, um, what do they call it when the when showcase. the girl, uh, showcase, yeah. I just thought it was another Elegant Angel scene. I didn't know it was going to be for the showcase. So that was fucking awesome that it's for her showcase, knowing, especially now that it's dropping around the same time, she just won Performer of the Year. Um, and and that was my, like I said, it was my first time working with her, and we also hit it off. Like, me and Kiera are really cool now. Like, we text each other, you know, send these little motivational text messages, uh, supposed to hit the gym together and shit. Like, she's cool as fuck, man. I'm glad that I got booked for that scene. Um, it was a great day. Like I said, I look to, I look for that shit to be nominated next year, man. I love it, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I saw the cast list. Like, that is a spectacular cast. Well, the energy was crazy, too. It wasn't even just the, just the cast, because sometimes you can have some no-names and the energy be there, and that shit still be fire. Because as long as the chemistry and everything is there, that shit is fire. And it was just... It was a great work day that day. It was, the energy was fire. Everybody was in a zone. Um, all the fellas had worked together before. I think the only person on that set that day that I hadn't worked with before was uh, Donnie Sins. I think I hadn't worked with Donnie Sins before yet at that time. And I think Musa, too. I think that was the first time me and Musa Phoenix worked together. But me and Musa already knew each other, though. You know what I'm saying? We both live in Vegas. We didn't hung out before and shit like that. So it wasn't like we were... Uh, didn't know of each other and shit like that. All right, let's talk about your OnlyFans. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about your OnlyFans. Uh, what type of content can the listeners expect to see on your OnlyFans? And how often do you update it? Oh, man, I updated uh, a good bit. Not, I, I send out DMs and scenes every day, just about, but... Uh, I update different pics and clips and videos and shit. Uh, I can get better with it, but, you know, during the holidays, I was so into daddy-daughter mode that I was kind of lacking on my social media. But I also gave my fans a warning, like, hey, you know, my daughter doesn't live with me, so when I got on holidays, I'm kind of slow on my OnlyFans and shit. So they, they get the warning. They might, they pretty much love that I'm a, a single dad as well, too. But um, you can find lots of solos. That's where you will find all my solos, like I have no solos on my mini vids or porn hubs. All my solos are on my OnlyFans. Uh, you can come on there. You can find my scenes. If you don't, if you can't find it, you can request it. Um, but my OnlyFans, I pretty much do more of my solos and interactions with the fans type shit on there. Um, I sell scenes on there as well too, um, but not like how I do in my mini vids. So my OnlyFans is more for my fans. Like I do more solos. Little more um, 
BJ's, uh, uh, Pussy Eating, um, Rim Jobs that the girls like, you know what I'm saying? You can find that on there as well, too. And then, like I said, my mini vids has everything except solos. So that's pretty much my social media. All right. Now it's time for the big question, a question I'm sure a lot of your fans and supporters might be curious to know about. How much is Big Trey packing? Man, you know I've never measured it. That's interesting, especially four years into the game. I've I've never measured it. In my whole life, I've never measured my dick. I I just let chicks tell me if it's big or not. And, I mean, so far, like, like once Jennifer White and Luna Starr told me I had a big dick, that was all I needed to hear. I ain't need no clearance from nobody the fuck else. (laughs) Once them two and and D. Williams and shit told me I had a big dick, ain't nobody else need to tell me shit. I ain't, I ain't need no measurement. I'm like, fuck it. They told me I got a big dick. That's all I need to know. <laughs> That's all I need to fucking know. <laughs> I love that. Do you do anything? Oh, oh, oh wait, go ahead. Oh, my bad. I, I ain't need to cut you off. I, before we, before we done with it, I have, I have to, have to give a big shout out to Siren Verde as well too. Um, going back to where you wanted me to give shout outs to female performers, but I have to give her a big shout out because. All the times I was able to go visit her and work on content, I was also able to get that practice in to perfect on my craft. So without her and shooting with her, I probably wouldn't be as good of a performer as I am. A little, a little tongue-tied for a minute as I am now as well, too. She also got me becoming a better talker when I'm doing my sex scenes as well, too. You know what I'm saying? Being able to say words at the right time keywords and, and talking to the girl and making her feel a special way as well too so gotta give a big shout out to Siren Verde I had to do that real quick no worries not a problem now let's talk about the pop shots how do you prepare for it do you do anything in particular to make sure that the pop is good for the camera um no not really cause um I've never been one of those thick comers like I've never shot thick white ass coming shit like mine is usually runny you know more that runny off-white grayish looking and shit um i prefer cream pies i love the cream pies i like the fuck to i come oh uh, i mean I, I you know we we have to make solos for only fans so i feel like if i have to do a facial and shit i feel like i'm doing another jerk off video so it's like i don't i mean i like facials because of how it it's like, it gives you this feeling like, yeah, I just came on her fucking face. You know what I'm saying? Like, it gives you this very manly-ass alpha feeling. But I would prefer to fuck to come because I love to fuck. You know what I'm saying? Or I would prefer a blowjob to come as well, too. Like, I, I just love to be doing some type of sexual activity other than jerking my shit. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to shooting a scene, I damn near hate when they say it's got to be a facial and shit. I'm like, fuck. Unless, unless the girl is cool with me fucking until I bust on her face, you know what I'm saying? So if she can move quickly, but um, yeah, I prefer a cream pie or fucking coming in her mouth or some shit any day. Let's shift away from the adult industry and your content and that sort of thing, and let's talk a little bit more about you specifically. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know, something unique about Big Trey. Ah, uh, shit. Um, let's see. Something quirky. Something might not know. 
know, man. I don't know. Uh, I'm not basic or anything, but I'm not really into jewelry and shit like that. Like, I'm into watches. I know they usually most black dudes, you know, we got to get the chain and shit, but I'm a watch hat cologne type dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm just cool laid back, man. I like to smoke my weed, um, watch sports, you know, watch what different shows that I like to watch, whether it's, you know, BMF or something like that. Um, and chill with my family and be a father. Like, I love being a father to my daughter. Like, my daughter just turned 17 years old. Um, shit, 17 years old. Um, and, uh, and spending time with her, man, like, that's that's me. That's me. Make it, trying to make money so me and her can go on vacations and have fun and shit. Like, that's what I do. Describe yourself in 10 words or less. Father. Fun. Um, laid back, incredible Hulk, or should I just say Hulk, because I can go into Hulk mode if I need to as well, too. A teddy bear, but also a grizzly bear. Um, loyal, humble, athletic, driven. Now, as we start wrapping things up, I have this list of uh, pop culture type of questions that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans to get to know some of your favorites. So the first question in this group is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Uh, A Different World. Nice. Uh, The Wire. Um, Power. Oh, was that three? Uh, Martin and uh, shit. Fresh Prince of Bel Great choices. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Oh shit, it's easy. Jay Z, Eminem, Outkast, Wu Tang Clan. What are three? Bob Dogs and Harmony on that too. <laughs> All right. What are three of your most favorite films? Scarface, um, Coming to America, Harlem Nights, and American Gangster. You shot off my pinky toe. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> A lot of Eddie Murphy in there. A lot of Eddie Murphy in there. What are two foods you can't live without? Mac and cheese. And and hold up. Real baked mac and cheese. Not that box shit. That shit that grandma make is what I need. Real baked mac and cheese. And fuck. I couldn't live without. Uh, fuck. Uh. I'm going to say red meat. Yeah, right. red meat. And. I'm T-Rex. <laughs> and what is one of your guilty pleasures? Smoking weed. What are you currently. I've been smoking weed since I was 12 and I'm 42 now. That's a long time. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you currently binging? Are you currently binge watching a television show? Um, Prime, Coach Prime on Prime. Yeah, Coach. Actually, two. Um, I'm watching Coach Prime. Uh, you know about Deion Sanders, and I'm watching BMF on Stars. What's next for Big Trey? What's going to be coming out soon? What should the listeners and your fans expect from you this new year? I mean, we're in January, so you've got the whole Try year in front of you. Try for the world. No, <laughs> uh, a lot of scenes coming out with King. Uh, that's definitely. Um, a lot more hot content coming on my OnlyFans and many vids. Um, I'm actually behind on editing some that I've shot before the holidays, so I need to get uh, caught up on that now that the holidays are over because it's kind of backed up because now I've shot more content since the holidays have been over, so I've got some, some hot shit that I need to get out. Um, done some hot content with uh, the beautiful Adrena Winters from uh, the U.K., from England. Uh, we got two hot scenes that we recorded uh, over AVN and XBiz Weekend. Uh, shot some content with the lovely Brianna Diamond. That should be dropping soon. Shot some more content with the sexy Olivia J. That'll be coming soon. Um, hopefully this year coming up, man, uh, back in the nomination rounds of the AVN. I didn't get any nominations this year, but I did last year and year before. So hopefully get back in the nominations. Um, more bigger mainstream scenes, more bigger content, and just trying to step up my game and just keep growing. Um, going to try to ride this wave that's going on right now and just try to keep keep up in it, keep up in it, keep climbing the ladder. Um, hopefully soon, in the next five years or so, opening my own company, you know what I'm saying? So Nice. Um, definitely trying to just uh, keep pushing the limits. I'm behind the camera some as well, too, now, so I'm um, just getting that work in. I love that. Congrats on all that. You know, stay focused, and all of these dreams and plans will come true, man. Yeah, just stay oh, yeah, focused. I'm all about ownership. Like, even when I was doing bodybuilding, personal training, and all of that, like, I had my own gym that I was leasing out. So I've always been about ownership, you know what I'm saying? So even when I first came into porn, when I did my first scene, I was already paying attention to what the directors, the camera guy was doing. So I'd already done photography even before I was in porn as well, too. I forgot to mention that earlier as well, too. So, I knew a little bit of this shit, you know, because I had my own fitness YouTube channel as well, too, um, which is still up. And so, I already, I just need to learn how do y'all do the angles with porn and how, how, you know, what do you do from A, B, C, D throughout the whole day and what goes first? Like, you know, just learn the, the game. And then I was able to even bring some of the shit that I learned from the fitness industry into this as well, too, and start doing photography and stuff with it. So it's just, um, like I said, you need to learn the game so I can start doing the same thing I even did in fitness so that way I could be owning shit. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social media? Everywhere that your content is, it's time to hook them up with all of your links. My Twitter is the Real Big Trey. My Instagram is uh, it's Real Big Trey. Uh, my OnlyFans, OnlyFans Big Trey. Uh, you can find my link tree, which is in all my bios and on my OnlyFans, my Instagram, uh, my Twitter. All has my link tree uh, bio as well too. Um, Pornhub, search me out on Pornhub. I do, I do have a Pornhub page as well, too. 
And uh, like I said, in my minivids, Big Trey. Search out Real Big Trey on minivids. That's where some of most, most of my hottest non-mainstream scenes are right there on my minivids. Definitely. Check them out. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in? Um, just thank you for sticking in my corner um, over these four, going on four years. Um, continue to ride with me. I promise you, I promise you, I won't let y'all down. I got more shit coming. I'm just trying to continue to grow. Um, sooner or later, I have my own team working for me as well, too, so that means more growth and expansion. So just stick with me, stay in your boy's corner so I can continue to grow, continue to feed my family and my daughter so y'all can see us doing more bigger shit. All right? Love y'all. From the Detroit Bad Boy. Well, I want to certainly thank you so much for the interview, Trey. Man, I appreciate the opportunity to come on. Of course. I mean, it's a long time coming, as I said at the start of the interview. We've been talking about this for a moment. I feel like we started yeah, talking about this, or at least, you know, we started at least following each other uh, almost, like, immediately when you started doing content. So uh, so yeah, I'm, glad, yeah, yeah, I'm glad we got the chance to make this happen. And the door is open for more. Whenever you want to come back and plug something, you're more than welcome to. Oh, for sure, for sure. Appreciate that. Definitely. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One-on-One with Papi Chulo. Before we go, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Thank you for downloading One-on-One with Papi Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on One-on-One with Papi Chulo, visit poppychuloradio.com slash after dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash poppychulo one on one. That's at poppychulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash radio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo. Thanks, announcer. And with that... Big Trey and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Holla. Good night. Let's go. Thanks for listening to One on One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.